Well, hi, everybody, and welcome to Anti-Bullying 101. This podcast is designed to create awareness about the bullying epidemic and provide teachers, administrators, parents, and even students information about the dangers of bullying and why we have to take a comprehensive approach when dealing with the problem. My name is Jim Burns. I'm your host. I'm a retired high school administrator with over 40 years of experience in education. Currently, I'm a college instructor, and I've designed the Bullyproof Classroom, a graduate course that provides my students with permanent help, not temporary relief, as they battle the bullying epidemic. Enjoyed the podcast, everybody. Well, hi again, everybody, and welcome back to Anti-Bullying 101. My name is Jim Burns, and I'm here to talk to you about anything and everything that's related to bullying, behavior management, sexual harassment, harassment, workplace bullying, bullying in the community, bullying in schools, and it's all interrelated. It's all interconnected. Bullies are bullies as kids. They can become bullies as adults. They have bad attitudes, they think wrong, they act wrong, they do things that are inappropriate even as adults, and that's something we need to be aware of as well. We have been continuing in the series of Anti-Bullying 101 Tips, and each week I am giving you a tip that deals not necessarily with bullying as you read it, but as I explain it to you, you will get the general picture about how dealing with the topic that's uh, presented in this tip will help stop bullying. Uh, it's, a, it, it's, a, it's a process. It's a way of raising kids with character. It's a way of teaching character. That's, what, that's how we have to operate. We have to change the mindset of kids who think that they can do and say just about anything that they want. That's what has to happen. And if we want to change the world, what we have to do is change ourselves. And as we do that, and as we progress through that, and as we realize and come to terms with our own shortcomings and who we are, and we realize that Maybe some of, the thing, some of the things that I've said and done to people have been hurtful. And we start to repair the bridges, start to repair the relationships that have been destroyed in the wake of some of the things that we've done. Then we start to see improvement and we start to see not only improvement in ourselves, but improvement in the world. It's important. It's very important. It's all around us. Bad attitudes, bad behavior, bad thoughts. I've often said we are responsible for our thoughts, our words, our actions, our attitudes, and our motives. 
And if when we take responsibility for those things and stop trying to dump the responsibility on someone else for our behavior, that's when things change. That's when things will change. Not questioning whether or not we can be provoked by someone else, but what do we do when we are provoked? What do we do when someone gives us a hard time? How do we handle it as a victim? Because our response to that provocation is extremely important. It's very important in how we deal with things. Because that response will determine whether or not it's going to happen again. And our consistent positive response to some of the negative things that go on around us and us just taking the time to work on ourselves will make changes worldwide. My name is Jim Burns. You have been listening to Anti-Bullying 101. Right now I'm going to present to you the Anti-Bullying Tip of the Week. Well, hi again everybody. My name is Jim Burns and this is your Anti-Bullying Tip of the Week brought to you by Anti-Bullying 101. Hi again, everybody. Welcome to the Anti-Bullying Tip of the Week. Now, this week, I'm going to be presenting with to you two tips. And these two tips, they're rather short, which is why you're going to get two of them. And we'll call them Tips 6 and 7. Um, you'll, and you'll see how they're connected. They deal with attitude. With attitude. So, here we go. Dealing with attitude. We are responsible for our thoughts, words, actions, attitudes, and motives. Let's not forget that. And by the way, you're getting these tips. And if you would like all 101 of the tips, please go to the website. I'll leave a link where you can purchase the book, Anti-Bullying 101. And with Anti-Bullying 101, you're also going to get the Anti-Bullying Teacher Toolbox that you can use with your students. The Anti-Bullying Teacher Toolbox has a lot of virtual stuff in it, which you could even use right now. And the Anti-Bullying uh, 101 book okay, has all of these tips Okay, in written form for you to use and read and apply going forward. So here's tip six. Kids need to learn how to cooperate even though they might disagree. Now, does this tip have anything to do with bullying? The answer may surprise you. Kids who have not been taught that they have a responsibility to comply with the rules of a family, a school, or society 
believe that they can say and do what they want. One of the highest forms of maturity is the ability to cooperate even though you might disagree. Now, bullies lack empathy and are never in tune with the expectations of others. So what we have to do is we have to begin to hold kids accountable for non-compliance and start to discipline for a poor attitude and insist on cooperation. Remember, kids don't always have to agree. They just have to cooperate. And I might say this as well, and as a parent, I think this is something that you probably would like to uh, really understand. And that's this. When you go into a school and you don't like the disposition that an administrator, uh, that, that was, uh, that an administrator uh, took for, um, or your, for, with your child. In other words, they suspended him or he didn't go on a field trip or whatever. Understand something. It's not up to you to agree with that disposition. They're doing what's best for the school, whether you agree with it or not. And my point to you is you have to cooperate even though you disagree. You could go to work and talk to your boss and disagree with your boss, but he's asking you to do something. You have to cooperate. You don't have to agree with it. That's the key piece here. And if children aren't taught how to cooperate even though they might disagree, they will almost invariably grow into adults who can't cooperate when they disagree with something. They could disagree with their wife, their boss, their kid. I mean, it's just, it goes on. And sometimes it's our responsibility to cooperate. Now, tip seven. Teach your students that it's okay to disagree, but with the right attitude. Now, it's okay to disagree? Well, kids are going to, whether we like it or not, they're going to disagree. So, what we have to remember is, they can have a voice. And that voice helps to reduce anger. The idea here is that attitude is everything. Too often kids, when they disagree, will personalize a disagreement, resulting in name-calling or the berating of others. Often bullies will use their power to force their victim into submission. Teaching students the right way to disagree with each other builds confidence, sets boundaries, and helps the kids become more mature. This helps both the bullies and the victim. There you have it, folks. We have to help our kids to cooperate even though they might disagree. And we have to teach our kids that it is okay to disagree, but with the right attitude. You get cooperation and you get a positive attitude. Those in combination will help reduce bullying in your classroom. My name is Jim Burns. You've just listened to the Anti-Bullying Tip of the Week brought to you by Anti-Bullying 101. I'll see you all next time, everybody.